I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hello, ladies and gentlemen. We are back for 2019. The tweets have been coming through, the demands are there, and we're finally providing you a podcast. So, happy 2019. It's fantastic to be back um, when and here. And I'm not joined by Nick or one of the other more regular guys, but I am joined for the first podcast and for many to come this year by Justin or JT. Now, are we going to call you Justin? JT, Thurston Lover, <laughs> Cowboys Die Hard. What is it? Well, I think now that the OG JT has gone, I'd like to take his mantle in the super coach space at least. That's a little tribute to the great man himself. Uh, it's hard to think that he's finally gone, and 2019 brings a whole new chapter to my favoured North Queensland Cowboys, but here we are. It's great to be here. 2019, here we come. Certainly is, and I think that uh, I broke you a couple of weeks ago when I got a was fortunate enough to get a photo with the great man and um, met him at uh, at a concert of all places, and um, you weren't too happy with that. I'm still not quite over it. If, <laughs> if we're going to be going to be real about it, and it's going to be a little little bit uh, sensitive for for a while, but I'm hoping to run into the great man somewhere along the line here. We'll, we'll see. He'll, should be coming along to the uh, the Cowboys Broncos game as an assistant coach, I would imagine this year. So, right. if you've got the inside mail, if you did enough with him while he was here, perhaps you could get me my own little photo. So, so interesting about that, Justin. We've both just turned up today. Um, we're recording the podcast, and I've got my Broncos hat on. You've got your Cowboys hat on. This is uh, we did not plan this. This is unscripted. Um, <laughs> But maybe we should just try and stick to do this for the rest of the year and keep the banter up. Now, uh, have you been keeping yourself busy over the past uh, oh, three to four months since the, the end of the season? What's been going on? It's been a long, been a long off season. Um, plenty of work, but in the interim, I think most of us have been getting on board the Supercoach Big Bash League because mm. we're just that much of a nuffy about it. And you've been writing some great previews there too. I don't know if people have seen that on the site, but um, but yeah. Do, we just really just started that probably about five rounds ago, and, and that's been quite good. I wouldn't say they're great. Oh, it's uh, the best of, on the plenty internet. Dud, plenty of dud advice being <laughs> given out there, but well, it's, it's a horrible game to try and get right, isn't it? And what about any random trips to the Dunder, mate? They're all, they're all planned. There's nothing random about them. <laughs> our, our unofficial sponsor of the podcast here, the Down Under Bar and Grill, uh, comes highly recommended from yours truly. Many, many a great it's, night. It's there. where you met your uh, future Brazilian wife as well. Yes, my lovely future Brazilian wife. Emphasis on future, <laughs> but we'll, we'll get there. So you're still single, effectively. Well, yeah, no, no reason. Yeah, the, yeah, the one or two ladies that we do have listening to this podcast, JT is still a bachelor. Um, 
All right, mate. So enough of the banter. Let's jump into um, what we're going to be working through over the next few weeks. So the season starts um, in about a month, I think. So Six weeks or so, I think it is. Yeah. So it's, it's coming along very quickly and the trials are going to be uh, kicking out. So what we're going to do over the next two weeks probably is to, to preview every single team. Uh, we'll do three to four uh, per podcast and then we're going to jump into some uh, positional previews as well. Uh, which, uh, you know, be really good. So they're going to be 10 minutes each side, no more. Uh, we, we tend to maybe drag on, particularly if Wilfred's on the podcast, but he's not here. So JT and I are going to keep this succinct and, and to, to power through. Uh, and today we're going to be focusing on Manly and, and of course, the Cowboys. Couldn't not do it with JT mm-hmm. on. Uh, and then uh, the Melbourne Storm. So that'll be lots of fun. We'll get to that in the minute. And I see that JT's just putting his hat back on, prepping for the JT, the cowboy (laughs) pre-thinking cap. (laughs) But before we get into all of that, let's talk about the Mega Guide. Um, You, this is your first time getting involved in that. It's myself, Nick, Wilfred, you, and also Daniel, uh, who have co-written that this year. Um, 140 odd pages of just super coach glory. Uh, it's the biggest one that we've done so far. And if you do hear pages being turned uh, during this podcast, that is actually us going through the mega guide to work through our uh, club previews. So um, we're really pumped about it and hope that you are. Effectively, it covers every single team, every single player, grades of every single um, player listed in the game, um, current injury, uh, what else it has, starting 17s, projected um, uh, bus, cash cows, sleepers, and guns for every single side. Um, A bit of a maybe draw analysis throughout as well. So, you know, I think there's lots of good uh, detail in that. And for under 13 bucks, we think it's a bit of a steal. And and then maybe, JT, I'll let you talk to this one as well. It's close to to your heart, but 10% of all proceeds are going to be going to the Townsville floods, which I think is really good. Yeah, I think it's a great initiative on um, on your behalf to float at that. Um, it's obviously been a tough time up in Townsville, being such a massive rugby league community um, from the Atherton Tablelands, which is about a four-hour drive away. But uh, we're all one North Queensland up there, and it's horrible to see what's going on. But you just look at some of the stuff that's come out on social media, what the Cowboys themselves are doing, going and fetching people in boats and stuff. It's just been... Incredible how the community's been pulled together and, um, yeah, great initiative for 10% of every every sale going towards them. Great stuff. Yeah, so I think we've got around about uh, a bit over 100 bucks or so at the moment, probably looking around about 300 that's uh, going to be donated to the Townsville Floods and, as I said, 10% of all proceeds will be going to the Townsville Floods. So we're, we're very excited and happy to support that. Okay, without further ado, mate, let's let's jump straight into our, our first team preview for this year and, and we'll look at Manly. We'll jump straight in the middle of our mega guide and start talking through that. So what we're going to do is we're going to do a very short preview, work through some of the ins and outs, any major injuries, and then we're just going to focus on the super coach relevant players. So who we think are the guns, sleepers, bows, bus and cows for the season. And as I said, uh, we're going to knock each team out in 10 minutes, get it done, um, and then... Yeah, we'll come back next time and preview some more. So, Manly, JT, talk me through it. So, what have they done this off-season? Uh, quite a bit. There's been a bit of a musical chairs of their coaching department as of late. And uh, 
the great man Des finds himself back in the on top of the throne there. So, bit bit of a big uh, drama off field trying to get rid of Trent Barrett at the same time they were looking at Hasler. So they finally sorted that all out. Um, so that's that's huge for them. Uh, we all know how he can be a bit of a funny old coach for yep. super coaches. So so big stuff there. Yeah, and in terms of their what he's got to work with from an, an in's perspective, not too much. Hey, so he's got Kane Algy and Brendan Elliott coming in. Uh, loses uh, Sean Lane, who goes, I think, to the Eels. He's gone to the Eels. However, they got Curtis Irridan coming back, who uh, missed, I think, majority of last year. Um, there's not too much, really, to get excited about from a Seagulls fan. I think this year we've got them predicted to finish 13th, uh, and they've got a very, very tough start at the start of the season as well, particularly rounds two to six, which, which I think will impact uh, Tom Trevojevic, and maybe that's where we start. So... Mm. Let's talk about Tom Travojevic, um, fullback, hugely expensive. Is he a must? Oh, I had him down as a must, as I think most people do. Um, obviously, as you mentioned, the price. He's what seven hundred, seven hundred, and what do we got? Oh, so, just under seven hundred. Yeah, so six hundred ninety-one thousand, only available fullback. Yeah, I mean that's that's it's one of those things where you're going to have him in your side at any at one point or another in the season. So do you just bite the bullet, um, find discounts elsewhere and bring him in? My, my answer to that, based on his history, he's just too good to leave out. And and you talk about matchups, but the thing with, with Trebojevic is I don't think it's ever really affected him too much. He might see, I think you brought up maybe a five or six point per game drop when he faces the top sides. But for the, the quality of player that he is, I just think he, you've got to get him in. Um, you can't waste time waiting for drops in prices that might not come. You, I think he's a set and forget. Captain option every week, and you, you can't put a price on that. It's one thing I love about Supercoach is differences in opinion, <laughs> JT. And, and uh, I was he ended up being an A in this year's Mega Guide. I was pushing for a B, um, was outvoted on that one. But my point being is that I think rounds two to six, he faces the Roosters, Warriors in New Zealand, so they sold that home, home game. Rabbitohs, Knights, who are going to be good this year in Newcastle, and Dragons away. So that's a really, really, really tough stretch. And I think all of those sides, maybe just not the Warriors, will finish in the top eight or go close to finishing in the top eight this year. And last year alone, in 11 games played against top eight sides, Travojevic or Turbo averaged just 58. So that's, that's more than a 10-point drop down on what he produced for the rest of the season. I think he averaged 90 points per game against bottom eight sides last year. So, yes, fantastic player, but I can see him falling quite nicely um, and being able to be picked up for maybe 100K less or uh, 80K less uh, around that first buy. So I'm not going to be starting with him this year. Uh, I think he'll fall in price due to... Uh, just to that really, uh, really difficult start to the season, but uh, no doubt he'll be, he'll be the along with uh, Teddy, the the fullback you want to own at the end of the season. Uh, his brother uh, starts a bit cheaper, six hundred and sixty-seven, six hundred thousand. Played twenty-three games last year, averaged seventy-one points per game. Uh, he was the first player I put in spy side this year. Just set and forget. I think I, I just think he's going to produce. Almost the same again, 70 to 70 points. Um, yes, question marks over to how Des uses him, whether he plays the full game uh, at lock. We don't really know. It's a bit of a gamble, but uh, I'm comfortable just to say, just to throw him into the side and just to set and forget this year. 
Oh, exactly. And I agree completely. He's just got too big a motor. He's too great a super coach game to leave out. Like, he'll find the line to... He, he sits around that sort of 60, 60-ish, 65-point-ish, um, sort of just even in base. And then you factor in he scores a try every so often. That just bumps him up to that 100-plus mark, and it makes him absolute gold. Uh, not, no dual position, but at that price, and it's a pretty cluttered second row um, in Supercoach this year. I think he is. He's just a set and forget. You can't leave him out. Well, I mean, if you have a look at it last year, he averaged 58 base points per game, which is the which was the most. Uh, Tamalolo, which we'll talk to him about, talk about him a little bit later on, finished with 55 base points per game. So as you said, effectively with any attacking stats, he's going close to tonning up, mm. um, which is exactly what you want from your starting or your gun second row forward. Uh, unlike Turbo, uh, in the 11 games last year that he played against top sides, he averaged 73 points per game compared to 70 points per game against those outside the top eight. So my point being there is um, he's not as impacted as much as what Turbo is playing the good or bad sides and actually gets through more work playing the, the good sides. So uh, the start, the difficult start that, that Manly has doesn't really... Uh, you know, sway me too much about him. So he's a set and forget for me. Let's move on to uh, a guy that he will likely be joined in the starting side in the forwards. Uh, uh, price, another player priced over 600000 Martin Tapao. So um, average 65 points last year, played 24 games, you know, really uh, had a fantastic season. He's actually backed it up now. So 65 points per game across two back-to-back years is, is fantastic output. And, uh, you know, what really struck me when I was doing some of the research for the Mega Guide this year was that his minutes have reduced significantly. So if you look at, I think, back to uh, 2016, he was um, pumping out heaps of uh, 80-minute games, but he was playing a lot of the time on the edge, and now his minutes have fallen down to around about 50 minutes per game, playing uh, more in the middle. So that that hasn't seemed to have impacted his super coach output at all, if anything, improved it. Well, yeah, he's, he's a frustrating player to own, isn't he? Because he comes on and goes ballistic, he's in everything, he's offloading, he's busting tackles, and then he gets taken off for 30-minute spells. He gets brought on back late in the game. So you think any uptick in that sort of output means he's he's basically a must. Yeah. But that's that's the question, and that's what we're, we're thinking with Desi. He's a funny one with rotating his, his forwards off the bench. He's likely to go with three, uh, with Finu coming on to spell Coruscant if needed. But again, you just don't know with, with Tapao. He's definitely got the motor to do it because mm. he's got, as you said, history pumping out big minutes. Um, but he's just not been given the chances. Yeah. And same, that's the same with a guy like Pangai Jr. Um, he comes on and he does all the work that you want out of him, but then he just frustrates the hell out of you because the coach pulls him off. So so I don't know. I think he's, he's a bit of a risk for me in that he'll he'll likely, if he maintains that, that 50-ish uh, minutes per game, he's going to sit around that 60 or so, which for front row is, is quite handy, but that's a that's a pretty large price tag at the start of the year. Yeah, I mean, sixty points, so sixty minutes for a front row is is really good, particularly with a PPM of around about one point three, as well as exactly what one. I think he finished uh, second to only Andrew Fafita last year with total offload, so seventy offloads compared to Fafita with around about eighty. So. Um, if he can uh, continue to prove to do that this year, then he'll be again one of the must owns. But we can't fit them all in, and he's probably one of the players that I'll also be uh, looking to bring in later in the season. Uh, to, to round out the guns for Manly, we have Delhi Cherry Evans, who, um, whilst he started the season off quite slow last year, he really came home um, 
in some some fashion. If you look at uh, rounds 19 to 26 last year, um, I think he finished the season with a 77 point per game average, which uh, was the equal best halfback along with Nathan Cleary. So that actually surprised me um, when I had a look into that. And just another thing is that rounds 19 to 26 last year, uh, the Sea Eagles only won two games there, so um, that potentially that that difficult start that they do have to the season won't impact him. Obviously, he regained the goal kicking duties too late in the season, and um, I think he'll we should hold on to them. Is there anyone else that that, that comes to your mind that could take those from him? Uh, I don't think so. If you look at their their back line, there's not many noted uh, goal kickers in there, so I'd imagine that DC hangs on to that one. Yeah. Okay. So yeah. So another one that I think. Quite difficult to fit him in. He's only available uh, at halfback, price just a bit below six hundred thousand. So he's he's definitely a pod um, for your halfback. But you know, with with some of the other options, and particularly the really good cheapies we've got coming through the halves this year, it is extremely difficult, almost impossible to start with um, any more than one or two gun set. Yeah, well, I've been tossing up between DC and Cleary all off season. I've currently landed on. Cleary, just because I think he'll be in a much better uh, performing side on the field this this year, and that might um, just tip the, the scales into his favour. But yeah, as you said, pretty pretty handy pod to have at that start of the year. Um, probably no, he's he's likely to play Origin um, during the year, as will Cleary. So yeah, I mean, as you said, there's plenty of cheapies around as well. So it's going to be one or the other, I think. Okay, let's jump on to our sleepers now and just start to smash through these. So Curtis Siren starts at 399000 Only played the four games last year due to an ACL uh, injury, but he does start the season with a 10-point-per-game um, discount in his price, which is the reason why I've labelled him as a bit of a sleeper. Um, you would think that uh, he comes on and plays big minutes straight away in this pack, um, the, the, the big question mark for me is that this first year back from an ACL, so lots of risk. Um, apparently, he's been training quite well. Mm. So, yeah, that's it. They, they slow down a bit, especially in the forwards here. So, it's one of those guys, he'd be a mega pod pick, I think, but uh, might be at that tricky 400k price, could be better value going looking cheaper than that. Okay. Uh, Moses Sally, so center wing, uh, 360,000. So, um, it's kind of a bit of an interesting selection, I think, as the sleeper and the average 39 points per game last year. Um, no doubt, extremely talented. I think he's at his fourth or third club yeah, and he's only know. 20. Um, so lots of turbulence uh, going on with him and he's the early stage of his NRL career. Hopefully he gets it all sorted out. What did strike me, though, is he only scored one try last one year. Try. Um, and, you know, that... For me, there's there's definite upside there as long as he gets a starting position. Pretty good base as well for a centre wing at 27. So um, definite upside there for me. What about you? Yeah, just keep your head screwed on, kid. I think that's that's the biggest thing with him. He's definitely talented enough, and he's probably handily priced um, for that centre wing. There's a lot of guys around that that, uh, that 350-ish K mark, but I think for the upside he's got, mm. uh, it could be a good... Good to have. Particularly when we don't want to be spending too much money in our uh, centre wing as well. Historically, there has been a bit of a, uh, a rotating wheel in terms of players coming in and out each year. It's very, very unpredictable. The next guy as well, Tafua. Um, he's an interesting one. Um, obviously, is is dipped in form dramatically over the past couple of years. Uh, you know, was was effectively a representative winger not too too long ago. And if you look at what he's done last year, again, the try scoring just 
non-existent. Um, if you compare that to, if you look from uh, years 2012-2016, he didn't score any less than 16 tries per year and then had eight in 2017. So I think last year alone was very, very minimal. I think he just had two tries in 2018. So again, there's another guy that if he can score more tries, he's got significant upside and he's a player that's got relatively good base as well. Yeah, he's one I've actually put in the side to uh, start the year this year. I just think, I look back and I think last year basically right it off and, and even the year before that he had a bit bit of a tough run with injury as well. But for, for a guy that used to be so massive in this game, he would bust tackles, he would find a lot of work. Um, I, just, I just feel like this might be um, his resurrection. Yep. So Tommy Turbo feeding him a good ball could be great. I, I do agree. And, and it's also important to, to note that uh, he's... He was coming back from an ACL injury last year, so we've seen that in so many plays that it does take about that 12-month recovery uh, of a playing season. Uh, so he's one of the guys that I'm tipping could have a bit of a uh, real breakout this year and revert back to what he uh, was producing not too long ago. Uh, let's talk about the bus. We'll just do this really, really quickly. So Finu, I think that he's a bust purely because he was covering for Coruscant last year. Coruscant should become the starting hooker. And then Finu will uh, you know, play maybe 20 minutes as the bench utility uh, this year, uh, maybe through a number of positions. But priced above 500000 which I believe he is, he's just a clear bust and stay away for me. Yep, 62 points per game means if he starts majority of the year off the bench, comes right down in price and anything happens to Coruscant, bam, right in, finish off the year. Uh, let's jump to our cash cows to, to finish up our preview of Manly. Albert Hopawati, so a lot's been spoken about the name. We saw Friday night Gal knock his father out in two rounds, but uh, there's a lot of hype about this kid. He's only 17, um, turns 18 in February, so right now. Um, so he will be eligible to start the season. And, yeah, certainly lots of talk about him getting a starting spot on the wing. Uh, and if he does, he's a must-have. Yeah, I think so. That pullback, center wing jewel, 168K. Um, anyone that's starting at that price, you need to get in. Yep. Okay, so the next guy uh, who also could um, get a starting role in the centres uh, or even on the wing as well is Ruben Garrick. So we've got him listed as a B. We graded him B in the mega guide. Um, so if you if you have a look at all the outs for uh, the Seagulls, they need to uh, – they've got some, some gaping holes in their, their back line that they need to fill. Um, so they've had uh, – just trying to go re- reflect on, on who they've lost, but they've – They've had be Dylan Walker and a bit of strife off the field, so I think he's a question mark for round one. Yeah, uh, if, if he gets there, and I think well, yeah. you got the so you got the Wright brothers who have also left, and you got Brian Kelly who's gone the Titans as well. Um, plus, you've got uh, Uate who's left to go to the mm. Super League, and then you've also got the issues going on with Dylan Walker, who we didn't label as a bust, but a clear bust at the moment. Um, he might not even be there round one. So there is there's huge cheapy potential. Uh, in the Manly uh, centre wings. That's what we need. That's what we need. Okay, so that's Manly. I think we've covered that one, and I think we're happy with that. Let's just take a short break, and then we'll be back uh, to jump straight into JT's pride, the Cowboys. A lot can happen in three years, like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at UH1.com. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems. 
But getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit betterhelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. All right, the hat is back on. The Cowboys 2019 membership hat is uh, has been taken off the table and placed onto the hat, onto his head, as we launch straight into the North Queensland Cowboys preview. And uh, I'm just going to let you take this one away, JT. Are you sure you want to give me give me the open mic? Well, you've got a 10-minute uh, <laughs> threshold here, buddy, so let's just work through it. All right. Well, I think we all know what happened to us uh, last year, fair to say, that we, we missed the mark quite massively. Uh, I think in the end, if you could put it down to one thing, it was just the distraction that was the Jonathan Thurston Roadshow. Um, sadly, didn't go out the way we all expected, but uh, with his departure brings about a whole new chapter, um, and I think... It's a it's a big year for a couple of guys in this side uh, that now all of a sudden due uh, one Michael Morgan and Jason Taumalolo. So they've come up through the Cowboys under 20 system along with Kyle Fell. And this is the year that you sort of see them both. Uh, JT's no longer there. They're both the leaders of this side here. And we all know the calibre of player that they are. Um and on the back of them, you saw what happened in 2017 when JT was out. They took us all the way to a completely unlikely grand final appearance. And it sort of got me hopeful uh, for another big year uh, off the back of Morgo and, and Lolo. Um, so if you look at some of their guns, uh, well, they're the two that we've identified in the Mega Guide here as, as being A's. So I guess we'll start with, with Michael Morgan. And a lot of talk about him during the off-season uh, primarily because of his history in that 2017 year where he did it all by himself, averaged about 60, 65 points per game when JT was gone. Uh, look at his price tag compared to those around him. Um, and I, I honestly think he's a must-have from your from the starting. And so, so, I mean, he's a player that we've labelled as an A in, in the mega guy, but just talk me through why he's a must-have. So it doesn't kick goals, obviously. Um, the There's so much talent. And so much point scoring ability within the halves um, available to us. So we just step through. We've just spoken about Cherry Evans. We've spoken. We've spoken lightly about Cleary. Um, there's also Moylan, who's very cheap. There's Cody Walker, Sean Johnson, Milford, uh, Gareth Whitlock, who's starting fullback. Like there's so many good options this year. I know that you're really, really high on Morgan, um, and, and you know his ability to basically just become. The, the leader now of, of this side. Why is he a must? Well, no, like number one is price. Mm-hmm. You know, we, we brought that up before. The guys that you mentioned are all sort of around that 550 to 600 mark. This guy's starting at, at 400k, just 410. And if you look at trying to squeeze in the likes of Turbo, Teddy, Damien Cook, even some of the big name forwards, this is the kind of guy that you need in your side. You can't have guns. In every position, you need you need a couple of uh, mid prices, don't yeah, you? Yeah, and you need them to make money. Yeah. And Morgo being priced at that with a forty three points per game average last year means, in my estimation, he's got only one way to go. Mm. And you look at his likely halves partner being uh, Jake Clifford or Tamari Martin, depending on what they do with 
Benjamin Barber doing what he did and the rotations will be needed there. Um, those players are likely just to play bit part roles as they've done throughout their career um, up with us. And so that means the whole uh, fortunes of the Cowboys are on this guy's back. And yeah. we all know what he can do. Uh, he missed the back half of last season with a bicep injury, which wouldn't be as troubling coming back from, a, say, an ACL or anything like that. So I just think for the price you're getting him at, his dual position, uh, he's got massive upside if you look at his history in this game without JT. Uh, he's just about around one must. So for me, I'll summarise that. Um, there's two things I've highlighted here. The first thing is that in uh, last year, he only averaged 44 points per game. Uh, 2017, he averaged 59. So that's just a massive discount, huge differential. So there's your, you know, there's your value right there if he can produce 2017. And at that point, he's potentially a keeper or you can, it's an easy trade on to someone else who you've made a hundred or so thousand dollars, right? The next one is that without JT's proven uh, super coach output before. So I think in 2017, he averaged 67 points per game when Thurston was out injured. Mm, so it's huge. That, that's almost it's an over 20-point differential between what he's coming in price at this year. So, um, yeah, d- definitely a guy that I'm, I'm putting in my side at the moment and, and all your points are valid around the price. Let's jump into the second of their guns then, Jason Tamalolo. Yeah, uh, my man crush, as, as we put it on the website. Many, um, many of man crushes going well, around Well, you go through the list, but he's probably up there for me. So you look at this guy, and uh, everyone last year thought with McLean coming into the side and, and Scott being there and Bolton having the year he did, that Lola would be the one to drop in in minutes. Um, whatever it was, injury throughout the year, he actually increased uh, his minutes per game from, I think, 63 in 2017 uh, to 64. So, again, Maguire comes into the fold here. Um, I've had him down, so I backed him as an A for the Mega Guide purely because I just can't see those minutes dropping. So he's too important a cog in this side that I think they'll manage to fit Maguire in and and, um, take some minutes off potentially Ethan Lowe and Gavin Cooper. Sorry, uh, Lowe, uh, Cohen Hess and Cooper. So look at this guy's base, base points per game. He's just incredible. So he's... 66 base points per game last year. That, that is huge. And if you buy into the talk that he's been, been making about bringing in the offload, he's he said that for a few years now. I just think Paul Green's going to want to do something different uh, with, with the way that we went last year. And that could be Lolo all of a sudden gets a license to roam and throw around the offload at will. And all of a sudden, if you go at 60-ish base points per game, you add some offloads and you add everything else that, that he has the potential to do. This guy is basically a keeper for your year. And doesn't play internationals for New Zealand, doesn't play Origin. So, you look, he's he's going to fit you in for that round, round 12 buy, I think it is. So, yeah. a guy that you, you I'd pick from round one and basically hold. Firing yeah, minutes. if you can fit him in, I think so. I mean, if you look at last year alone, 87% of his, all of his, his points were from pit-ups. Hmm. Um, so that, that's just, sorry, the 31 points per game from hit-ups, 80, 87 of those are above 8 metres. So yeah. that's huge. Um, and then the, the obviously the fact that he is a Tongan international, which means he'll be available um, for round 12, which is which is huge, as we pointed out. So, yeah, a guy that I would like, if I can, just at that $657,000 price tag, um, very, very hard to fit in. I think if I was to give anyone some advice on, on their round one picks, it's to list out everyone you've got in your mind as being a must-have and list their price 
you're not going to be able to get all of them. No. So you need to go pros and cons. And, and that's why we, I guess, provided that list of A's at the, the, the start of the Mega Guide because that's who we thought, you know, who we grade as an A basically from round one. Um, and it really, you know, when you actually start to put them all in a, on paper, um, you know, but we probably knocked off about five or ten names mm. uh, off that. So I think that yeah, it's really, really good advice. All right, sleepers. Um, so obviously there's been a lot of um, a lot going on at North Queensland, and we won't dive into it too much, but with, um, with Barber getting sacked, um, that's thrown a lot of the preseason plans basically out the, the, the window. Um, and the three players we're going to talk about now are the, probably the ones who have been impacted the most by the loss of, of Barber or the sacking of Barber. So, I mean, the first one I've had down, I've had him in since pre-season, since pre-Barber, uh, was Benny Hampton. So, Hampton was uh, almost locked into playing in the centres this year, given the form he finished last year with. Um, he's a very handy utility player, and that's meant in the past his, his role has likely been um, uh, filling, you know, bit parts here and there, coming off the bench. And that's why he's, he's priced at that 360k. He's never really um, broached that in past, but I think as a starting centre with the speed that he has and the form that he closed out last year with, uh, I think at that price he, he's he's locked into my side. Um, plenty really? of upside there. Plenty really? Upside. Locked into yep. your side? That's a huge call. Yep. And I think, as you mentioned before, centre wing is such a gamble sometimes that I, I look at the price that he's given compared to, say, I don't know, Blake Ferguson is 200k more the new club. So many question marks around him. I think you, you need to start getting these guys in because if they're, they're what he's priced at 38 point per game average, um, goes to 45, 50 with a couple of tries mm. and you've made some money to start the year, you upgrade him uh, to a gun down the track. Okay. Well, let's then move on to Jake Clifford. So starting 348,000 available, five, eight and half back. Um, yeah, I mean, we've rated him as a C. Um, and, and I think the, the, the reason why we got there was price. Yeah, it was. I, I had him as a B, but I think we got um, he, he got downgraded in the reviews. But his stocks rose massively when, when Barber left. So he'll, he'll likely come in as the goal-kicking half for the Cows this year. So initially it had him missing out to Tamari Martin. Uh, but I expect Martin to move to fullback and Clifford to come in and partner Morgo. Uh, it, it, one issue with him is that he's, he's unlikely to take sort of a lead role, uh, which which can sort of hinder those young guys in the halves uh, output. And he's at that tricky price of 350k that even with goal kicking, you need him to be pumping out, uh, you know, one or two try assists yep. and a few line break assists. So he's priced at an average of 41. So um, it's, it's even, as you pointed out, even with uh, with the goal kicking, it's hard to see maybe, you know, producing more than 40 to 45 points per game. And that's it, especially if you like me and you think Morgo's the, the linchpin of the attack and is going to get uh, the majority of the ball in his hands. It, yep. it doesn't leave a lot for, for Clifford, even with that goal kick. Okay. And then the other one that's been uh, significantly impacted too, you'd say, would be Tamara Martin. Yeah, another one that uh, so I had, as you said, booked him in for the halves this year with, with Morgo to reignite their 2017 combo. So. Uh, a bit interesting with him. So he played a bit of fullback last year. Had a, had a bit of a mixed bag in terms of super coach output. Um, but past the eye test for me, he, he just looked safe. He, he's a pretty calming influence on the side. And I think least disruptive move is to push him back there. 
Um, as, as for what that does for his super coach game, uh, it's, it, it's hard to see. Well, he only averaged 31 points per game there last yeah, year. Yeah, exactly. And, and he's priced quite cheaply. He's at 280k. Um, and he was a guy that some people were looking at last year, um, given he was at that sort of price range. Um, again, it's hard to see how you know, the Cowboys attack will click right from the get-go. Yep. Um, so I wouldn't be sort of banking on him to, to do much else other than be there to support Morgo in those uh, those attacking raids, maybe with this new try contribution thing, he, he'll be uh, see a few upticks in that if he gets his hand on the ball. But yeah, again, he, he's probably a, a not ideal uh, guy from round one, given the question marks. Okay, uh, two busts. I think we've got here for uh, the Cowboys. Uh, you start with first as being one of their uh, recent recruits, mm. uh, big name recruit from the Broncos in uh, Josh McGuire. Why is he a bust? Yeah, he just came out of nowhere, didn't he? Um, I think he. I've got him down as a bust just because he's unlikely to see too much of a, a rise in the minutes he was getting last year. And I know he was shuffled around a bit to, to hooker and, and around the pack there and was benched at, at, at times, but... Uh, I just I find it hard to see where he fits into our, our rotation, given there's so many uh, big guys already there, uh, Lolo in front of him. I just think he's, he's priced at that 470k mark and very unlikely to be scoring your points that you want to keep in your side or to make enough money throughout the year. Um, might play Origin as well, so that throws him out for that round 12 buy. So, yep. yeah, I'm, uh, he's in a void for me. As much as I like the signing from a Cowboys perspective... Yep. It's a huge sign, yeah. And the other guy that we um, we should probably talk about there as well is Kyle Felt. So he was spruiked to take over the goal-kicking duties um, with obviously JT retiring. But as you said, with Jake Clifford coming in and being a really good kicker, that, that probably suggests that, that Felt um, you know, won't get that bonus in his super coach output that uh, we were so hoping that he would get. Yeah, I know Morgo likes to go to the left, uh, likes this combination with Felt. Um, and that, that was what sort of... Uh, spruiked him for me at the start of the year, and especially with that goal kicking. Um, so he's never really been a big base point uh, beast or anything like that. He, he's quite quiet in the work that he does, but his finishing ability coupled with that goal kicking made him uh, look pretty handy to me. But yeah, with Clifford coming in, he, he drops back to that sort of mediocre, uh, trickily priced range that you, you're probably getting better value elsewhere. Okay. And it'd be fair to say that there's not too many cheapies or rookies to get that excited about this year from the Cowboys? I know you've got listed down here a couple, but uh, if, if people are putting on their watch list uh, guys that you know, think could get named in round one, starting at um, basement price and then you know hopefully you know fatten up really nicely by that first buy, there's probably no one here from the Cowboys that, that fits that bill. Um, the one that I know you've got listed here is Mitchell Dunn, who starts at 209600 available in the second row. Um, what, are, what are his chances this year? Uh, he's not likely to get um, too much game time early on in the year, so he'll be again a, a, like an injury fill-in and around that uh, that origin time as well. Um, he passed the eye test for me last year with his offloading and uh, his form in the Q Cup's been very strong since we brought him up here. So uh, one for the watch list. Same with Murray Tolungi. So he's uh, fullback only, 168k. He's another one likely to get a spot through injury given the wraps that are on him. Uh, but yeah, as you said, nothing too enticing for round one. So I'm sorry, JT, we're going to have to move away now from the North Queensland Cowboys. I think we've done pretty well to keep that 
uh, under wraps and keeping a little bit under an hour, maybe. So let's move on uh, to, I guess, our version of the uh, New England Patriots, the Melbourne Storm, who just uh, year in, year out, just seem to always be up there with the chance of winning the Premiership. We're very close again last year. We've got them to predict the third this season, despite um, potentially this dynasty about to come to an end with uh, Billy Slater retiring last year. So the only one remaining of the, the famed big three is Cameron Smith, who's just signed on for another two years. Um, it is really a bit... It, it is kind of a, a changing of the guard there, despite Smith still being there. Um, you know, Cameron Munster is their future, probably, uh, and, and I think he's just recently re-signed as well. And they've got the likes of Nelson, Asafa Solomona, uh, and also Jerome Hughes and Elise Capusi, who are going to be a big part of their future. So... What is in store for the Storm? Um, as I said before, I think we've previewed them to finish third. I mean, it's, it's really hard just to just to suggest anything else based on what we've got to go off. Now, from a super coach perspective, there are uh, several players of interest here. Let's start with Cameron Munster. Um, so he's likely, I think, there's bits of talk here and there about him moving to fullback, but at this stage, I think he starts the season in the halves. He's available for at fullback and 5'8", priced, Pretty nicely, actually, at 548000 For a half, he's always been, you know, what he's, what he's been able to provide us with is really solid base stats. He doesn't have the goal kicking. Um, so is he someone that you can fit into your side? I mean, I look at him and I want him in my side, but I just really, really struggle to fit him into either fullback or fly-half. Fly yeah, that's, that's the same issue that I have as well. Um, obviously, I, I talked about looking at Cleary uh, before in my halves and then Morgo, so... Already, that's that's a huge chunk out for me, mm. and for those guys, I just see a bit more value than than Munster, especially if he uh, if he is playing in the halves as we expect. Yeah, well, if you have a look at what he's done in previous seasons, so averages of fifty nine, sixty seven, sixty nine, and sixty two. So he's definitely a gun. Um, however, you know that that shift away from fullback to uh, to the halves has had an impact, and and even on last year alone, he scored two one hundred point performances, and one of those was at fullback. Hmm. So that's it. If he was at fullback, yeah, you're much more inclined to, to drag him in. But I just think he, he went very quiet in some games last year, and, that, and that's a worry for a guy that's, that's priced at that mark. Um, occasionally your halves can do that to you, though. But for a guy like Munster who has the ability, sometimes it just looks like his headspace isn't quite there. Uh, but, yeah, definitely got the pedigree in there and maybe one to watch uh, if he does start the year off quite slowly and, and maybe... Uh, Bellamy wants to tinker and, and move him around. Uh, one, to, one to watch, but again, hard to hard to bring him in at that price from round one. Yep, agree. Okay, another guy that's really hard to uh, to select in your round one side, despite being so consistent over the past two years, is Felice Kafusi. So, I think two years ago he came out of nowhere uh, and just continued to score tries. So, uh, in two thousand and seventeen. He scored uh, eight tries that season, and you know I was one of the doubters. I'm like, there's no way that he can back this up. But this is just a fluke. I think from memory, mate, you were on him in 2017. He was in your side, and when everyone just traded him out at, at his peak, but you held on for him, and, and you were very fortunate to cop a, a nice run of of, uh, of very solid scores. So, 260 points per game average, back to back now. Uh, which means that he proved his dad is wrong, including me, uh, last year because uh, I think he scored only three tries last year, but was able to hold his um, was able to really hold that average due to a, 
um, you know, just incremental improvements across the board. So there was nothing that really stood out where I went through the stats. So uh, obviously playing 80 minutes per game, um, the, the PM is concerning for me at, at 0.76, which means that, you know, he really kind of relies on those attacking stats uh, to, to, to get anything more than a 55 to 60. Um, so he, for me, he sits, sits in probably tier two or three from the, the second row forwards, and he's not a player that, that I'll be going with. Um, but, you know, if he's getting those attacking stats, he's clearly a, a solid pod player. Yeah, exactly. And he's at that sort of mid-range, mid to high, 565k. Um, I think, though, he, he's less fancied than those around him. So you're more likely to bring in, say, a 650k out-and-out gun and then try and find somewhere to discount, uh, get some cheapy forwards if there are any come round one. I think you get more value out of that than trying to back a guy that's been there or thereabouts um, and one that we all sort of expect might not be able to maintain that. Yeah, so a gun, we've got listed, but probably not a guy that's going to be overly popular to start the season with. Cameron Smith is one of the more intriguing Supercoach players, I think, this year. Finished with an average of 64 last year, which was over a 10-point reduction from... Uh, yeah, over a reduction of 10 points per game from 2017 average of 75 priced at 594 which is very very cheap for what we've seen him produce uh, obviously Damien Cook took the mantle last year as the, the premium hooker and the one that you need to own but he's priced at uh, well over 100,000 more than him to start the season so um, is it silly just to go with Smith as a set and forget once again, despite the age? I don't even say it's silly. Uh, it's a goal-kicking uh, hooker who's got such a pedigree in this game. He's retired from origin now. Um, he's one of those guys who's sort of fallen away in the pack, in my mind, that I think of a guy like Damian Cook, who did what he did, uh, Josh Hodgson coming back in. Uh, those sort of guys I've been focusing more on than, than CS9. Um, so, yeah, I don't know. If you forget last year, and you just look at that price, that's, that's incredible for, for a guy that's done what he's done in this game. Uh, but as we saw last year, he just wasn't getting the try assists that he was renowned for in the past, and that, that affected him hugely. The unicorn points. The unicorn points. The unicorn points, points that we come yeah. through on the, the Mondays he didn't yeah. get. Uh, so that's, yeah, I mean, his try assist numbers, so it, it reduced from 7.8 points per game to 1.6, which is massive, um, and he had eight last touches. So, you know, that's really where the, the points differential is coming into me. And how will this um, this new rule come into play here, do you think? Well, anytime I think he's involved um, in any way, he's, he's the kind of guy that I would imagine the scorers are likely to throw a few points his way to make it a bit easier. So but it, it, has been, yeah, it has been confirmed as well, though, that um, you can't just be the dummy half and pass to a guy and then he falls over the line as well. That's not going to count. No, but if that dummy half is, is Cameron Smith, maybe they, maybe they uh, make up for their sins of last year. But no, in all honesty, I think he's, he's got that type of game, doesn't he, where yep. it all comes down to how the scorers feel on any given Monday. And uh, it's, a, it's a big risk there, especially as he is getting on in years. But who knows with this guy? He might play until he's 50. Well, he's just signed a two-year contract extension, which we must be really pissing off Brendan Smith. Yeah. Um, who thought that he would be taking over. I mean, the key things that stand out here um, are that the Storm scored 30 fewer tries last year compared to 2017. So attacking-wise, they were way down despite making the grand final again. 
Um, so what that does say to me is there is um, some form of upside to get looked forward to if they can get back to that. But without a Slater, without a Cronk, you know, that, that's probably why they lost, um, well, Cronk in particular, why they uh, lost a lot of that attack last year. Um, so maybe that's just the way forward for the Storm as they start to gradually fall down the ladder as these guys have retired. Um, I think there's still three hookers that you need to own, Hodgson, Smith and Cook. Uh, and a, a combination of the three, I think, will be where most people will be at the end of the year. Okay, so let's move on now to our sleepers. And the first guy we're going to talk to, who I was very, very keen on to start the season, but I, I certainly have gone a little bit, or start the preseason, I should say, um, but have certainly gone a little bit cold on him, largely because of what I've been hearing around the traps in terms of um, you know who's going to be filling in and, and uh, who's actually going to be playing fullback. And that guy is Jerome Hughes, who... Who many a tip to be the heir apparent for uh, Billy Slater and and just to uh, just to assume that role. But there's a, a young guy called Drinkwater who potentially could start there in round one, and that could seriously impact Hughes's ability to produce well, good enough Super Coach scores this year to become relevant. Hmm. I think everyone just expected Hughes to to slot into that role. Um, so it definitely makes for an interesting cheapy option if they they do go with Drinkwater, um, but. Yeah, just on Hughes, he, he's had a pretty quiet sort of start to his career, so he's filled in here and there um, in his, I think, three years at the Storm now. Uh, he came from the, the Cowboys under 20, so another one we've lost along with Brandon Smith. Um, but yeah, definitely has a game for built for Supercoach. He, he's lightning quick, uh, he gets involved. Um, yeah, I, I, as you said, I had him sort of in there as a, a definite sleeper for the year. Well, 480,000 uh, available at fullback and halfback. I mean, that, that just screams exceptional value for me that if he does start uh, fullback. So looking at the, looking at the Supercoach output for fullbacks at uh, the Storm alone across the 2017-2018 years, they average 65 points per game. And yes, I know that one of those is probably a future immortal in Billy Slater and um, you know had some huge Supercoat scores, particularly in 2017. Uh, and then you have Cameron Munster floating through there as well. Um, what that does say to me is that, that whoever is that, uh, that fullback ha- really does have a prominent role in the attack for uh, the Storm. And, and I can definitely see that it will be Munster, Smith and probably the fullback um, whether it's Hughes really dominating attack uh, this year. Um, I mean, he's got pedigree. He's proved it in the, before. Past season averages of 77, 64, and 51. Uh, you know, that if he produces anything like that, he's, he's potentially a keeper. And the fact that he's dual position halfback as well is, I think, is really, really beneficial. So looking at it, uh, and I'm also tossing it up with, with Moylan at the moment, is that you can start with Hughes uh, as an example at fullback. And then we've got such great cheapies in our halves this year that as they increase in value, you can potentially swap them into your fullback, put Hughes into halfback, uh, and then you upgrade that cheapie to, say, a Tom Trebojevic. Hmm. Um, so that's definitely a possibility. Um, so last year he averaged 51 points per game at five games at fullback uh, compared to 47 games, forty-seven points per game at, in six games at halfback. Um, so I don't know. There's... Too, for me, there's too many question marks right now, but round one sides will be hugely critical for two players, uh, particularly him and also Drinkwater, who we'll get onto a little bit later on. Uh, the next guy let's talk about briefly as well from a sleeper perspective is Dale Finucane. Um, so he, the reason why we've included him, just because he just saw a huge reduction in minutes last year. 
So he went from 62 minutes per game down to 54 minutes per game, and, and thus we saw his, in, his, his average take almost a 10-point drop. Uh, so he's, he's, he's your classic meat and potatoes footballer, like he's just a hit-up and tackling machine that's all he's got to offer. Um, so minutes are just critical here. If he's getting 60 minutes per game, which is not out of the question of the way this, this uh, storm pack is shaping up, um, there's a potential discount there and maybe 100000 you can make out of him quite easily. Yeah, again, he's trickily priced, so you're sort of banking on those minutes and whether you can afford to take that risk from round one, I don't know. So 433,000, uh, played 15 games last year for an average of 46, and, and that's a big difference from uh, from uh, from 2017 where he averaged 55 points per game and, and averaged 62 minutes per game. So if you can think that he's going to get back to the 2017 level, then he's a pretty good uh a reasonably good, uh, I'd say, cash cow or even a, a money-generating player in your forwards where historically we've seen the, the rookies that have come through, particularly in recent years, has been really slow burns. Um, so if you go for a couple of these mid-price guys in the forwards who are going to earn you 100K and maybe get up to that 500-odd-K level, that's going to be a nice, easy jump to a legitimate gun rather than, say, look at a Mark Nichols from last year who took him the whole year to appreciate in value by 100000 So that's just another way to look at it. It's almost like a shortcut way of getting to a gun. The next guy that we'll talk to as well, which is pretty much going to, is almost similar, uh, albeit starting at uh, about $100,000 less. Um, and he's a guy that's uh, extremely popular this preseason, and, and for good reason, is Joe Stimson. So... Last year, he averaged 53 minutes per game, which was an increase on t- over 10 from 2017. Um, but importantly, um, when he played uh, the full 80 minutes last year, he averaged 51 points per game. Um, you would think that he's going to go close to playing you know, at least over 60 minutes per game this year. He's got obvious value. He comes in price at an average of 38 this year. Mm. Yeah, and I think if you stack him up against Fanuc and he's 100k cheaper and therefore, like with the minutes that he's likely to get, uh, more value. Yep. Um, and, and probably a guy that I think many will be trying to squeeze in into their side. Because if you stack them up in that mid-range price, yeah. um, comes in the Storm system, has got the work rate to do it. Um, and I think if you're going to bank on it, uh, I think he's definitely one to look at. Well, I think just with the work rate, I mean, um, 0.7 points per minute last year. I mean, Fanukin's 0.9. Um, so he he needs more so the minutes than what Fanukin does, um, but he obviously comes in at a lot cheaper price. So you can spend that money kind of elsewhere, and hopefully you should appreciate by at least hundred k. If you look at what's happening at the Storm, um, Ryan Hoffman obviously retired, so they need another big minute player to come in and play on the edge uh, with uh, Kafusi on the other side, and then you've got uh, Fanukin playing at lock most likely. And the makeup of the Storm bench will be Brandon Smith as a utility. Um, you've got Kristen Welch prop. Uh, Vete, which is a prop, and then Sam Cassiano prop. So you more than you know, so you got Kenny Bromwich is probably going to fit in there somewhere, but he doesn't play any more than forty minutes per game, and can rotate through lock and also second row too. So it looks, and the, the cards are stacking up in his favour that Stimson should be getting at least sixty minutes per game. Hmm. As you say, he's not surrounded by many other big minute, big motor players. So lock him in. Well, I think he's at that 350000 He seems to be a pretty good option. All right, let's jump into a guy that's more a little bit obscure, I guess, from a, a uh, um, would you say, a, a guy that you would automatically think that would be a sleeper? 
Would you think that? Would you know ordinary consider this guy to be a sleeper or someone that you wouldn't even Stimson. thought about? No. So let's let's move away from Stimson now, and let's think about Vunavalu, who oh, um, who obviously had a bit of a down year last year from a um, a try scoring. So I think in these first two years, he didn't score any less than twenty tries per game. He was a freak. He got the ball every single game. He'd find a, a way to get across the stripe. And, and last year, people saw the drop in price because he went quiet, jumped on him, and he really didn't do anything. So, so kind of like the Storm years, you said 30 less tries um, in 2018 versus 2017. And, and that completely dried his points up. And obviously he doesn't have Cronk kicking in the ball anymore. No. Uh, but then again, like you got Munster and Croft there in the halves that can create enough for him, um, well, it just depends if they if Smith and Munster keep profitable. Well, that's it. But again, like he's he's a guy like Kyle Felt probably doesn't do the work um, required if you're going to pay that kind of money um, to get him in there. So yep. to be so heavily reliant on, on try scoring uh, from your wingers can be a bit of a pain and can be a bit of a roller coaster. But again, this guy is, he's got pedigree in this game, and we all know how well he did. 2017 average of 60 points, which would have been absolute gold in centres last year. Yeah, absolute gold. So that's a reduction of almost 20 points per game across the season. If you look at what he produced in uh, his first two seasons, he didn't score less than 20 tries per year. Last year, he only scored 15 in 23 games. And as we've said, the Storm uh, produced a few, a less a 30 tries less, tr- 30 less tries than 2017. I finally got there. Um, now, obviously, that the impact there is Kronk not being there and um, ability to produce an attack. So he's one guy that does start quite cheaply at uh, 400000 And as we said, that it's very, very difficult, that centre wing position, and he's someone that um, you know should probably uh, take a little bit of notice of. Uh, okay, let's move on to the bus. Three guys here we can smash through really, really quickly, I think. Uh, Will Chambers, Jesse Bromwich... And Brandon Smith. Brandon Smith, obvious. As long as Cameron Smith there is there, Smith is just zero has zero relevance in the game. Correct. Uh, Will Chambers is a guy that starts quite recently, and, and going on like past pedigree, you'd go, "Geez, he's someone that we have to consider." Um, the issue for me is he's over thirty. Mm-hmm. He he showed a, a quite rapid deterioration last year in not only Super Coach but also, as you like to refer to a lot, the eye test. Yeah. Um, I think he's basically finished. And um, he's a guy that I, you know, whilst he might seem attractive from a price, has historically produced really, really good base points. Um, he's not someone that I'm going to, I think we should consider. No. And at the price, he'll catch a lot of people's eyes. Um, probably super coaches that are, that are new to the game will see a guy like him, as they do with someone, say, like Darius Boyd, and, and jump straight on that. But you just look and there's so many better options than, than Chambers uh, in that, that center wing position. Is that that awkward price? You're going to need to see something massive out of him. Yeah, hit-ups and line breaks are the two key areas that he needs to improve on. And, and whilst that's possible, um, yeah, I just I just think that over over 31 this year, I think that his best days are behind him. Um, let's move on to Jesse Bromwich, who was on everybody's sleeper list last yeah. year. Um, what has happened to this guy? Like, if you just look at what he's produced in the last two seasons, averages of 45, 47 which is a 20-point reduction from 2016. Um, we knew that we know that he was caught up in some off-field issues with Proctor, um, I think, early last year, um, or maybe even the year before, I, I can't recall. But he just looked a shell of the player that he, he was previously. He was effectively the best prop in the world. 
Yeah, exactly. And he, he's fallen so far off the radar. But the thing with that guy is that he, he again caught the eye last year, as you mentioned, with, with McLean leaving. And everyone thought, oh, he's, he's going to get way more minutes in that rotation then. But it dropped 50 to 47. And I think he burnt way too many super coaches for Definitely. him to be, be relevant this year. So he's got Nelson Asafa Salomona and Christian Welch, who um, will be pushing him for minutes. And they both saw a 10 point. Uh, 10 minute increase last year. Um, Tim Glasby has obviously departed the pack this season. Um, he's over 30, another one like Chambers. I mean, I just think he's best for fourth behind him. Yeah, it's, it's sad to see, but that's, that's the nature of the game. Sometimes these guys go from world beaters, super coach guns, and then they just drop off the radar and never come back. Yeah, so he's a player that I am going to uh, not be selecting this season. Let's uh, hit on the uh, the cash cows, uh, and there's one that stands out there clearly from Storm. We've spoken about him a little bit, Scott Drinkwater. Um, unfortunately, he doesn't start the season uh, basement price. He's 220000 fullback only as well. However, if he does get that starting gig at the Storm at fullback, he's going to be very, very hard to, push to, uh, to say no to. There's a couple of things there. First thing is what the Storm fullbacks have produced over the last two years. We spoke about that, an average of 65 points per game. And in one game last year that he played, he had 67 points with a try, eight tackle breaks and one line break. So the pedigree is there. He's got the talent. uh, And in such a dangerous side, um, you know, he could be a super coach weapon. And at that price, um, he would just be an automatic selection if he can get in. But uh, who knows? And only automatic if you're probably not like 50% of super coaches and going with the Teddy turbo combination. Because that, that sort of, sort of uh, doesn't appeal to me there that he's only available in the fullback position. And, and in my side, that's already stacked. So unfortunately, if he does get the round one call up, I wish it was in centre wing, but I don't think I'll get him. Right. So yeah, so he's a guy that I'd, I'm probably looking at. So I'm looking at him, probably Moylan, Hughes, a few of these guys that um, I'll be looking to. Uh, start with them, spend the cash elsewhere, and then hopefully get to Tafoyevich. That's current plannings. Let's see what uh, round one Best of luck, mate. I think you'll have a fair few stakes if uh, Turbo goes as good as I think he will. I think well, also, so, the, so the first stake bet we made, and, and we can announce it on the pod, was uh, uh, that Tom Tafoyevich would score or average under... 60 points. Was it 60? Oh, I feel 60. like, yeah, yeah. It was so, 60. <laughs> let me, uh, it was let me 60. Consult. It was 60 over the, uh, I think, the first two months. Oh, yeah. So originally you said 65 and then ducked it down to 60. And I think Wilfred and Daniel Semi took that on. So okay. We'll see. Sounds good. All right. So that covers the storm. We've smashed through uh, three teams. Um, we had a bit of an intro. We've knocked off our first pod. Mm. Um, it's been a long time coming. Um, do you have anything else to add, mate, before we, we sign off? I think we already touched on the Cowboys, and that's all I'd really really have to add. No, it's great to be back. Um, fully into super coach mode as well. Riding this mega guide has lit the fire. Um, I didn't think I'd be able to go back again. You know, everyone has those doubts. It's a long slog, this super coach caper. But, the, yeah, the fever's rising. The fever is rising indeed. So yeah, a bit over a month left before the game officially starts with the aligned with the start of the NRL season. Trials are coming up. Heaps of news happening at the moment. Um, we'll try and get these pods out bi-weekly if we can. Um, but thank you very much for downloading and uh, have a great week. 
Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 